about books and occasionally their film adaptations. We are your co-hosts, Seher Abed and Taya Messling. In this week's episode, we will be discussing The Scourge Trials, the second book in the Maze Runner trilogy written by James Dashner. Just to let you know that this is not a spoiler-free podcast, and let's get into it. Anyway, so The Scourge Trials, it takes place after the Maze Trials, and where they move on to the Scorch, or move into the Scorch, which is kind of like barren land, I guess, because basically the sun has scorched the earth. The Scorch trials happened after the Maze trials, and it's after they escaped or volunteered to go out, depending on the book or movie, and they go out into the Scorch, which is in the book, when the sun hits the earth, it kind of like kills everything. So yeah, it's just kind of like their experiences moving through. It's pretty rad. Yes, it's basically the second Trials of the Trials Wicked is running towards finding a cure. And the survivors from the maze now have to go into the Scorch and deal with cranks and the obstacles there. I actually thought this book was the weakest of the three because it felt like it was trying to get from point A to point B, which some people don't agree with me on that. It's okay. Um, Like, do you mean... It was like they had like a goal or like because like compared to the death cure it's kind of just like all over the place and they're just like we'll speak about that in the death cure but i don't agree it didn't it didn't it felt scripted which i mean i'm nothing against scripted but it's fine um i'm talking about the book the book it just i don't know i didn't really like it i mean it it was an important part of the series but in my opinion it wasn't the strongest. I mean, really, all the books individually are kind of eh, but then when you put them together, they're really good. But yeah, a lot happened in this book that especially one character especially kind of changed my point of view on was Teresa. She changed a lot, and I was trying to figure out if I liked her, if I didn't. It was interesting. Okay, my opinion is this Scorch was also one of the weakest books for me because I felt like they had this goal that they were working towards the whole time but then once they reached it it kind of just like felt like they were at point like a again instead of like like they didn't they didn't really gain anything from the book that you see like later like in the death cure or something because they're just like at square one again and now they have to do things all over again Yeah, they didn't really go anywhere. It was kind of pointless. I thought the action in this book was pretty fun. There was a lot of things going on. Well, I thought it was actually one of the most suspenseful of the trilogy, especially in the first scene where they were in the flat trans, where they were the the things on the ceiling that like ate Winston's head. That was kind of the part where I realized that this book, these, this series, is like actually pretty dark. Because before I was like, it's okay, like 40 people died by the Grievers. But then after when they were in the flat trans, I just remember reading it and being like, hold up, this series is really dark if you think about it. A lot of people die. Most people die. Yeah, Dashner was very creative with all of the obstacles and stuff. And especially like, just like Wicked, the things they put in the trial was very interesting. <laughs> Okay, also one thing I want to say, this it kind of relates to the movie, however it is different because of what Teresa did to betray them, which we'll talk about what Teresa did to betray them in the movie, but in the book, all she did was drag Thomas up a mountain, put him in a green, like, cave thing, and then was gonna, like, sacrifice. She, like, whacked him over the head when he, he attacked Ares, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry that, like, Thomas got all butthurt, but to be honest, that's really not that big of a deal compared to the fact that, you know, what we learn later. So we're talking about the movie review, since you just watched it what do you think i because i read the whole series before watching the movies unlike taya i just 
They changed so many things. Way to call me out. I mean, I mean, it's a good thing though because like I'm from like the perspective of a book reader and you're kind of from the perspective of a movie person, I guess. When you read the books and when I watched the movies, that's pretty cool. I told myself I would never watch the movies or read the books because at that point I was like, I cannot let this obsession like take hold. And meanwhile, I'm like watching or I watched all the movies in like a day and then read all the books like in two days. So they changed so much of the plot. It's like they just changed a lot. I feel like they have the same outline, I guess, of this Horse Trials, but it's just so different. And that was like weird to like grasp. And I feel like I just like the original plot more in the books, you know? So one thing with the movie is that it's very action-packed so you don't really get to see the characters of the characters as much as you do in the books which was kind of sad and I feel like just in general I feel like the the characters in the movie they're just nicer like I said that in the Maze Runner episode but they're like they like took their personalities like down a notch yeah, absolutely. Which they felt very, as I've said before, you, we could kind of already covered this, but yeah, they've, the personalities definitely felt more movie-like compared to more book-like where they're more, they have more faults. I liked the movie. It, as I said, I think it's one of the most different from the book and the movie, but generally speaking about the movie itself, I think I liked the movie more than I liked the book in the series. If you're not comparing them both, but in the movie series and the book series, I liked the movie more because it felt more relevant, but at the same time, it kind of didn't so oh this is when they meet brenda too yeah brenda in the movie and book are like two different people oh absolutely i feel like all of the characters if you don't hate them more you love them more i mean the only people you should hate more or i've seen some people hate more is teresa but she's complicated and i won't get into that but for example um brenda and aries aris i think it's aries brenda and aries they both suck in the- no, I'm just kidding, but Ares sucks in the- in the book. Sorry, not sorry, but it's true. He's kind of- I mean, he's not kind of. He- he's- We can't say that yet. Okay, well, the thing is, a lot of- okay, one- one reason why this is hard for me is because when I read the book, I've kind of translated it into, like, movie version, so half of me, like, can't really distinguish between the book and the movie, like, a lot of the scenes. Like, when Ares is in the separate room and then they go in, there's bodies hanging, etc. So I kind of try and, like, figure out the difference between them, but Ares in the movie's awesome. He literally saves everyone multiple times. He really does, versus, like, drag Thomas to a mountain and kiss Teresa, but- Okay, on to comparisons. A lot was actually different between the books and the movies, and one thing that kind of came to light, one thing that kind of came to light was how the flare worked, which you don't, you don't quite learn. You kind of learn that in the, the kill order, etc. But you do learn that in the books, it comes from the sky, but it does come from the sky instead of like zombies biting each other, which kind of happens in the movie. So that was kind of confusing, especially that was one thing that confused me reading it, but then by the end, I kind of got the hang of it, especially coming from watching the movies and then reading the books and being like, wait, the sun? What's happening? Also, it takes place in modern day Mexico. Yeah, the scorch is in Mexico got scorched. Yikes yeah anything close to the equator just completely died another thing that i found very different between the movie and books is that the books like basically cranks are just people that are going crazy like slowly over time but in the movies they just turn them into zombies that because i'm pretty sure in the books the virus is airborne so you can get it if you're like in an area with cranks but in the movie it's like if they scratch you or something like normal zombies so i just i like enjoyed that like twist in the books because usually most dystopian books it's like zombies 
Another thing is that in the books, there were only two groups with each generation. I think they had one, they didn't have any before them, but they were gonna start one after, which we learned on later. But there was group A and group B. And so Thomas was in group A with everyone in the glade. And then Teresa was also in group A. She was the only girl in group A. And then group B was the girl's maze, which had Aries in it. So that's just something that was kind of different compared to, I remember in the movie, Mino was like, there were other mazes, which is kind of confusing. I feel like it made more sense to just have two because it would be more of a controlled environment because it is a trial, literally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know how they had the resources to control all that because literally the world's falling apart, but okay. Also how they went into the Scorch because in the books, they were told that they would be killed if they didn't go through the flat trance at like a certain time. And so they all decided to go or I don't, I think all of them decided to go, but it was kind of, technically they had some choice in it, even though Ratman was like, not really, because you'd probably die, versus in the movies, they were trapped in Wicked's facility, and then they escaped. So they didn't really escape, because it was all controlled. That's one thing that was kind of scary about the books, when like, okay, the a lot of things, I, I, I kind of thought the books were kind of, the Scorchow's book was kind of creepy, in the fact that they controlled literally everything. First of all, Brenda, she was, she worked for Wicked in the books, and so she came, and she befriended them, which technically wasn't in her job description, I will give her that, but she was supposed to be their guardian that kind of led them through things. Also how Mino was the leader and then Thomas became the leader because he there was a bunch of signs saying Thomas is the true leader. Like that's how you know you're the main character, is when you have your name in signs all over a city. <laughs> Pretty hard. Oh, one thing I also remembered, when Thomas got shot, this also adds to the fact that everything was controlled, was that Thomas got shot with like a rusty gun, and there aren't any guns allowed in this city, so you know just this is all for Thomas and the group. Like, this is for them. So they took Thomas, right? Because they're like, God knows what's on that bullet. So they took him, and they saved him. They took the bullet out of him. Meanwhile, like, Mino gets electrocuted, almost dies in, in, the, in the storm, and they just leave him. They're like, he's fine. So I guess that's how you know you're the main character. I feel like because because the like whole thing in the movie is these kids ran away from Wicked and now Wicked is like hunting them down. It's like a lot more unorganized. I feel like the book really like shows you the powers of Wicked and how powerful they are and all the resources they have. The movie, they're kind of just like, eh, Wicked is just this like random organization that doesn't know how to log, like, doesn't do it justice. Doesn't have good security and doesn't know how to take care of teenagers. Like, they just ran away and they can't find them. It's like so dumb. <laughs> Exactly. Wicked, the thing is, Wicked is the government. They're all of them yeah, combined, so they have exactly. all this power in a disrupt society. They they control literally everything in the books, and in the movie, it's just like, they're just some organization. And also, Teresa, her, like, whole gist is very different in both the book and movie. In the book, how Ares was introduced is that he was in the room where Teresa was supposed to be. So Teresa was missing, and Ares, this random kid from another group that they've never seen, before is just here so then they're like what the heck bro and then he got so aggressive too but in the movie they just like found Teresa in some like room and she had her memories and stuff because she just gained them and she was with them the whole time until she decided to join wicked but in the book she was just with groupie listening to the orders that wicked was giving for the trial so it's like two very different what would you call it yeah, she felt like two different kind of characters almost, just with like the same name, personality. Because like their plots are kind of different, like Therese is just listening to orders and that's why like Thomas is bleh. And then, but in the movie she like literally chooses, I'm gonna go work for Wicked. And then Thomas is like, 
Well, the thing is also if, if we take into account her past, which will happen in the kill order, there are things that she's that has been influenced that we learned she actually does remember certain things which shaped her. Also, certain other things she remembers a lot more than she should. I mean, in the movie, she does have her memories though because of that like implant they like took out or put in Teresa when like Thomas and the Gladers found her and escaped into the scourge, right? Yeah, but her background was a bit different. In the Scorch Trials movie, she remembered her mother and her like crawling, like clawing her eyes out, which she didn't have a mother <laughs> in the books. And the only person that was kind of like similar to was Thomas. His mother actually, we'll speak about this later, but his mother actually gave him up because his dad kind of, was, didn't his dad like attack everyone? He Yeah, his dad became a crank. I think one reason why I was kind of confused between the Scorch Trials and the Death Cure is in the book, the, the beginning of the Death Cure, and how they escape Wicked kind of reminds me of the beginning of the movie, The Scorch Trials, so it felt like they were both kind of escaping with similar terms. I'm gonna pretend that I wasn't like in the fifth grade and still couldn't buckle certain seatbelts. Some of them were hard though, like if you got another into another car and you couldn't buckle it. Okay, I remember there was this one time I went on a field trip and I it was like in like some other like person's mom's car and I could not buckle the seatbelt, oh. but I was like too embarrassed to say anything. So the whole time we were driving i had my seatbelt off <laughs> and then it wasn't like till the very end of the field trip that i figured out how to like put it on <laughs> oh my god i was gonna be like well because a lot of buses don't have seatbelts, which you know what we've learned actually stripper buses or party buses do not have seatbelts, or the one that we went on on our school field trip and that is american <laughs> public schools for you no. that was so funny okay we were yeah. like what 11 12 year olds on a stripper bus like all of us is like on the bus and then like slowly realizing it's a stripper bus. I was the first one to scream out, this is a stripper bus and everyone realized, also the adults, okay, all these chaperones. I, I wonder what they were thinking because they were just like all at the like front of the bus just like hearing us talking about the stripper bus. I saw their reaction when they got on and one of the moms was like slightly terrified. She looked like <laughs> it, her life flashed before her eyes and then after like the one dude, I just remember he was just kind of like laughing nervously at the front of the bus. Okay, if you guys don't know, we went to this like this tech museum. It was actually really fun, the field trip, but we did it with our tech class. We ended up going on a stripper, stripper bus. That was a really fun trip we went on. I don't think there are any stripper buses in the scorch trials though wait what, wait, what are the name of those like big jets oh the berg stripper bergs <laughs> i don't know why but first reading this i thought a berg was actually a boat because it sounds like a boat it sounds like like a submarine exactly why would it be a plane well it's like a little helicopter thing they have them in the movies as well anyway looking into themes <laughs> Alright, theme time. So our first theme is a huge theme in the Sword Trials is trust and loyalty because through all of the like obstacles and things that are being thrown at them through the trials, it's like a part of the trials to like make the Gladers like question their like trust to each other and especially Thomas and Teresa because of how they're telling Teresa that how Teresa has to go back and forth between sides. Yeah, I feel like she should have just stayed on one side because then it would have been less confusing, but you can't judge another characters. I'm not a character. 
Yeah, so like Thomas really has to be like, do I trust Teresa still after all of this? Do I, am I her friend? Especially because all the other gladers, they turned their back on her. They're like, okay, we don't really care. And she's really sus anyway. Well, I feel like the reason why all the other gladers really didn't care about her was they didn't have the same connection. The thing is that was really hard to portray in the movie, but in the book, they didn't have the telepathic talking in their brain stuff. So the fact that Thomas had that, that was his pretty much only connection with her and so I think through this book he really kind of struggled with his relationship with her knowing that he has to trust her in order to live because she's doing he kind of knows that she's kind of doing what's best for them I guess but at the same time kind of hates her because you know she's kidnapping him dragging up a hill but also talking quickly about group B they're awesome but how Teresa was she kind of infiltrated group is that the right word she kind of infiltrated group B yeah, she just like came in and then they like all listened to her. They did. But I'm pretty sure that was what their trial was to like finding Teresa and just like finding these dudes or whatever. Yeah, it was kind of weird though because I know like Harriet and Sonia were very... They were the leaders of Groupie. Yeah. yeah. One thing, so I, I understand we didn't really talk much, or I don't think we talked at all about Chuck's death, but one thing I thought adding on to the part where Wicked literally controls everything was the roles. So Thomas, his equivalent, so they each had their own equivalent, I believe. So Thomas, his equivalent was Rachel, and Teresa, her equivalent was Aries. And so, and so Beth was Galley's equivalent. So Galley was supposed to kill Thomas, and Beth ended up killing Rachel. Rachel. However, it actually turns out, because Thomas was like, this place is sick, how do they control that? But then you also learn later that that was supposed to happen, but then they're like, Thomas is too promising, we can't have him kill. So then they program, because they can control everyone through their brains, through the little chip, they program Chuck to jump in front of Thomas. In front of, well, it's a knife in the in the books. But I'm like, are you serious? They just, they just yeeted this kid in front. Like, I mean, that's one difference between the book and the movie of the last one, but I feel like he definitely probably wouldn't do that. For him so they just this is the whole thing about this is kind of when thomas starts to think that he's above everything and he kind of because he he becomes the main character essentially like he just doesn't die when he's supposed to no offense but <laughs> he just doesn't die when he's supposed to that basically sums up being a main yeah character. that should just be the description doesn't die when they're supposed to i'm definitely not the main character <laughs> <laughs> you die when you're supposed to. I die when I'm not, like, not supposed to. I'll be that one character that they end up, like, sac- I'm not even gonna be, like, important enough to, like, sacrifice myself. I'm probably gonna end up being, like, okay, you, you've watched the 100. I'd probably be the equivalent of the cockroach in the first season where they just banish him and then they, he gets tortured by the grounders. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty dark, I'm sorry. But yeah, I'm not relevant enough to be a good character. Yeah, same. And also their loyalty and trust is questioned when the whole trial is because they're basically working for Wicked and doing what they need to figure out. Okay, do we trust Wicked? Do we actually think they're going to find a cure? Is this, does this, any of this even matter? What's going to happen? And they have to like, are they loyal to Wicked? Are they not? So that's like a huge thing in the book. And another theme is friendship. We kind of already touched upon this when talking about trust and loyalty, but Thomas's and Teresa's friendship is being very questioned right now because of how they're separated and how Teresa keeps on going back and forth so he's like are we friends and then also Teresa kisses him so he's like wait are we more than friends and then <laughs> Teresa like hits him in the head and he's like so are we less than friends and he's just kind of confused the whole time <laughs> <laughs> That's basically him. He like walks over and then she like kisses him and she's like go and then he runs away crying. 
(laughs) That's such a Thomas move. To be like, to get his feelings hurt. That's another reason why I think he gravitates towards Brenda. She's very like touchy-feely in the beginning, which you. But they kind of go on this little adventure under the streets of this little city. And no man's nose almost eats them because Rose took his nose and took everyone else's nose with him. Honestly, Rose is a queen. She needed her noses and she took them. Who's gonna get mad at her for that? What was she doing with all those noses? Remember my poem? I remember the like two pretty best friend poem thingy that I made here. Let's read it. I think I I found it. Okay, so it's, I ain't never seen two pretty best friends, but Rose saw two pretty best friends. She said, nah, I can't let this be. So Rose took the nose of one of the guys. No nose man isn't the pretty best friend anymore. And now no nose man is on the journey to find a new nose so he can be the pretty best friend once again. That's basically my explanation for what happened with No Nose So basically, this is kind of an inside joke, but we were writing, we were like, who is Rose? What is Rose's story? Wow, honestly, good for Rose. I know. She's an icon. (laughs) She's mentioned, like, once. You know, it's sad that Rose, like, Rose never met Mew. What if Rose took Newt still had his nose. No, but I'm, like, saying what if that happened? Like, like, when he was... Okay, (gasps) Rose is probably past the gun at this point. She had too many noses. Maybe she gave them out in little, like, bags. You know, like, gift bags that you get at the end of birthday parties. And also, you can see the Gladers, their friendship strengthening because of the conflict. Okay, this is one thing that kind of bothered me about the book, but the fact that in the storm, they lost so many people. First of all, they lost Winston, who was already kind of gone because his head was eaten, but they they only took Mino, and that's, I think, that's when they found Brenda. But it kind of bothered me that they didn't like even care about the rest of them. And I knew it was probably hard for them to like digest that all at once, but they didn't really like address who went missing and who didn't. They were just like, okay, so like Rypan's here, Newt's here, Amino's here, I'm here. We're all good. I'm just like, um. (laughs) One thing about like Thomas's character is that he's like kind of seemed like this selfless like protagonist, but he really doesn't care about anyone besides his friends. Whoa, you're right. Okay. Because in the book, that's clear like nobody thinks he cares about anyone else besides his friend but in the movie he kind of does care about other people but he he really is just like all about he's pretty loyal honestly but he's also like you wouldn't want to be his friend because you know you'd probably end up dying for him so there you go no in all reality though i do feel bad for him because he just has all that trauma especially at the end book book thomas is more traumatized than movie thomas by and also, there's so many less people that, like, go into the Scorch that it's literally just the main characters. I know. And then they have, like, well, after the storm. So they have, like, these little sheets. And then also the girls get backpacks, which I was like, damn, that's not fair. I bet everyone's salty. They actually get, like, backpacks and stuff. Wait, so in the movie, did Groupie escape too? Or were they just sent out? Because in the book, they were sent out. But in the movie, I'm trying to think. They all escaped. But no, group Groupie didn't exist. Sorry, Groupie didn't exist. They had Harriet. They had Sonia but they found those later on at the cat. Okay, in the movie, they escaped with Teresa and then all the other boys. They didn't escape with anyone else and they didn't actually find anyone else. They escaped with Ares as well. That was the only other person, but they ended up going to the mountain, like where all the mountain men were. And so that was kind of similar to where they were trying to get the cure in the books. So they went to the mountain and there were, then they were stopped by Harriet and Sonia and then they almost shot them. And then Ares was like, what you doing there, buddy? And they knew each other. They're like, 
we were in the mazes together, which is kind of common to be in the maze in the in the movies, which is kind of weird. In the books, though, I found that like weird how like they greeted each other, like Ariad and Aries and Sonia, how they're like, oh my god, we missed you. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Like, in the books, they couldn't care less about Aries. <laughs> no, they kind of wanted him. They wanted gone. him gone. They did not like Aries. They didn't like, like him, and Aries. He didn't like them. The only friend he had was Rachel, who, you know, kind of died, but she was killed. There's a kind of a distinction. Ares is awesome in the movies. He doesn't get enough credit. Book Ares sucks. Brenda in the book, she's a badass, but then you later learn she's kind of eh. Movie Brenda is awesome. Book Brenda's kind of eh. Also, can I just mention this? Okay, also, um, Jorge, he's irrelevant in the books. Sorry, he doesn't have as much character as in the movie. Wait, is he irrelevant in the books or movies? He's more relevant in the movies. I feel like he's more of a personality. Okay, well, for the majority of the Scourge, we don't even see Jorge because he's with... Oh, Mino, well, yeah, he's with Mew, them, too. And the other Gladers. Oh. He really pulled, like, a double agent, huh? Oh, my God. What? W- okay, I don't know. In our general outline of these podcast episodes, after, like, looking into themes, we put, what would you do? And honestly, we never, like, answer them, and they're kind of weird. Because, okay, if I was in the Scorch, yeah, I would die. Okay, I, c- I can't handle heat at all. All right, what would you do? Let's just say you're a character, you're a side character, you're not friends with Thomas or anything, but you don't die. <laughs> fat chance or let's say okay if you were to die in like the trial like what event would it be that you die in i would probably die with all the gladers in fighting the i think i'd die in the storm in the scorch or you get lost and then live the rest of your life in like a weird simulation how do you even run in sand bro like no it's like watching walking on a beach for the entirety of that except it's much more loose and less packed in because there's no water thank you for joining us on this episode of the bookish besties we are your co-hosts seher and tam make sure to follow us on instagram at the bookish besties underscore and on tiktok at bookish besties to stay in touch we hope that you'll look forward to our next episode about the death cure which will be posted next week on wednesday on spotify and apple music thank you for tuning in Thank you.